Welcome everybody to uh, this month's episode of Whiskey and Wealth Tech. I'm your host, Alex Sermon, Managing Director of Wealth and Institutional here at First Straight. And today I am joined by Rachel Guy of the uh, First Straight Community Trust Group. Rachel, welcome. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait to try this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we'll just dive right in. So we've got two whiskeys today, so a little bit different than our normal uh format here, but both are from Iron Root Republic. So this is a distillery here in Texas, uh, in Denison, so just barely Texas, uh, since it's uh, just a mile or two from the Oklahoma mm -hmm. border. But uh, amazing distillery, started a couple of years ago, family owned and operated. And uh, this is a distillery that Rachel and I both really like. We yeah. like visiting, having their whiskey. And so uh, we thought we'd do something a little special with uh, two of their uh, seasonal releases that they do. So to start out with, we're going to try their uh, Solstice Tri-Barrel um, Expression. So this is a bourbon that they make that is uh, a combination of three different barrels. So that's why it's a tri-barrel, but it's still pretty strong. Um, it's a 62.7% alcohol by it volume. It very strong, yeah. But it's... A lot of cinnamon, a lot of caramel on the nose. Um, you can kind of get how strong it is, but after a, a second or two, that kind of goes away. And yeah, it smells like it's going to be great. Mm. See, that tastes like Christmas to me. Yeah, I don't know about Christmas, but it's good. I don't know. I do get the vanilla. A little vanilla, a little cinnamon. I like it. Yeah. Big but, Iron Root fans. Oh, yeah. Because this, this solstice edition comes out twice a year, so they have a winter solstice and a summer solstice that they do. Uh, this particular one is their uh, 2022 winter solstice. So this came out about a year ago um, from when we're filming this. Good. But from That's there, good. we'll uh, hop over to... Uh, a little bit of a stronger one of their... <laughs> well, uh, I need to cleanse my palate really quick. <laughs> Brought my tea. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but we're going with their Tri-Barrel Hazmat Edition, which sounds scary enough uh, just from the name. But this is uh, another Tri-Barrel blend. Uh, but this one, the proof actually rose in the barrel rather than uh, diluted in the barrel. So that's one of the things that is unique to Texas, that this doesn't happen in colder climates like Kentucky or Scotland where you might get most of your, uh, more of your whiskeys, uh, but the alcohol by volume uh, rose. And so this is over 70% ABV. So 141 <laughs> and a half proof. So this okay. is, uh, this will definitely uh, knock you around a little bit, but, uh, but cheers to that. Cheers. Oh boy. You know what? I like that better than the first. You like it better? I do. Really? I do. Okay. I mean, it'll kick your butt, but I like that better than the first. So what do you ah! like about it? I actually think it's a little more smooth. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as... I feel like the first one was just a little heavier and more of a kick. Mm -hmm. This one, for some reason, it feels a little lighter. Okay. Um, yeah. It feels a little lighter. It's a little uh, easier to go down. Yeah, I mean, shockingly, is that supposed to happen? The more, the more, the higher the alcohol content, uh, the easier it is. Just depends on the person. Might help that we started out with a pretty <laughs> yeah. strong whiskey, so it's like yeah. your mouth got 
you know desensitized to the uh that's good to how strong it is so now with this one you're just getting more of the flavors yeah. than you are like the actual burn what flavors do you pick up on that so one of the ones i haven't picked this up before so uh, i'm getting toasted marshmallows on this okay one. okay like i'm still getting some of the cinnamon and the vanilla but those yeah. are kind of like in the background now and so i get a more of like a maple I, I can I can get where you're getting the toasted marshmallow, yeah. Yeah, maple's like another this. good one. Yeah, I like this better for sure. Okay. For sure. That's good to know. Iron so. Root, if you're watching, I love both of your <laughs> <laughs> bourbons with that one. That one's better for sure. So now we know Rachel likes yeah. uh, likes her whiskey strong. <laughs> I do, apparently so. So. Rachel, you've been in the performance measurement industry yeah. for, for quite a, some time now. So mm -hmm. how'd you get started in performance measurement? Kind of what brought you to the industry and what's your yeah. experience been like? Yeah. So I think it's important to talk about first rate um, because first rate is what brought me into this industry. First rate's a really big part of the community here in Arlington. Mm -hmm. And um, I got involved with first rate in, I won't say however many years ago that was, but it was a long time ago. Uh, while I was in high school, interned here, and then um, it, you know, it was the company that really introduced me to performance measurement and the well tech industry, and that's how I got started. I loved the company, and therefore became inter interested in what we do, mm. and that's um, that's been here ever since. Wow. So, yeah. so what do you what uh, outside of uh, first rates community involvement stuff? Like, what do you like about performance? Then, like, is there yeah. something in particular about yeah. what what you do on a day to day basis you like or don't like? Or I love the problem solving aspect of every of of our jobs. Um, mm -hmm. I like that you know most days you you're not running into the same issue day after day, and I really mm -hmm. like the the um, problem solving aspect of performance measurement and and of the um, of our tools that's it keeps it fresh it keeps you know <laughs> you're constantly learning i don't feel like um i don't ever feel stale or stagnant in this mm -hmm. um industry just because it's like it's something new that there's a new issue there's a new trend there's a new something every day so that's what kind of keeps me around and keeps me interested yeah no yeah. no two days are the same for no, sure they're not a lot they're of not. a lot of problem solving but yeah. that's what we're here for yeah it's a good part of the job and so uh, you serve our community trust group. So kind of explain yeah. who that is, what type of clients that you serve, and kind of how do you uh, specialize in our services and our products to fit their needs? Yeah, so I serve, um, we call it community trust within first rate, typically clients that are five, 150 million, excuse me, to 5 billion in assets under management. And they're primarily um, clients that want a more turnkey, not so customized solution. It's something that we can turn around quickly. So I serve a market where, you know, they've got, they want specific performance measurement aspects of our reporting and um, we can implement very quickly. It's a more of a turnkey approach. So, um, you know, like compared to your style of client, much larger, much more customized. I have that little area in the market that um, we can, you know, implement quickly and, um, turn on tools quickly because everything is not as customized it's very um you know just it's a base solution mm -hmm. but it works perfectly because it's for people that are looking for something quick yeah. and you know 
that's what's what we're uh, tailoring our solution to do. So, um, yeah, it's it's a fun area. It um, sometimes is a little less tricky than what you have to get into <laughs> because we're not, you know, we're not uh, doing anything super customized. But um, it's a good. There's a lot of opportunity in this particular area of the market, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the fact that we can implement so quickly has been uh, a big help to onboard clients. Absolutely. So how many clients do you have in this space? I know it's I know it's way more than I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently serving a little over a hundred clients right now. Um, you know, and, and like I said, the AUM ranges. So mm-hmm. um, clients small and, and a little bit larger, but yeah, we're looking at a little over a hundred at the moment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of juggling relationships, people. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's really impressive that you're able to uh, maintain all that and your sanity. Well, you know, that's debatable, but <laughs> my sanity is debatable. But I think the client maintenance is is all right. <laughs> well, you must be doing something right because this year you were named as part of the 2023 uh, class of Arlington's 40 Under 40. Yeah, uh, so, explain a little bit about what that is and sure. what the criteria was for you to get such a prestigious honor. Oh. So kind. So Arlington's 40 under 40, um, obviously 40 people within the community that that, that are under the age of 40, that um, the uh, Arlington Chamber wanted to recognize for work that they've done, that we've done in the community. Um, you were part of that class last year, so you're very familiar with, with uh, <laughs> the ins and outs of it. But basically, it's a select group of people that um, you know were chosen. We all had to apply and kind of give our resume and um, talk about what we do in the community outside of work. Um, and then a committee selected the 40 people that they felt like were great representatives of the community. And so, um, yeah, I had the, the honor of receiving that award a couple months ago. Well, congratulations. I think you're very deserving of it. And, uh, there's definitely a lot of deserving people in the city of Arlington, but you sure. definitely are, are in the top 40. Oh, thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I did make, I did make that cut. I'm, I'm proud of that. That's too funny. And so you've talked a lot about uh, your community involvement yeah. with first rate, outside mm-hmm. of first rate, you know, you're, you're being recognized in the community for that. And so what do you specifically do in the community? Like what kind of involvement do you yeah. have and what's kept you involved uh, for so long? I have a soft spot for um, children in our community because I feel like kids don't have a voice like we do. You know, they can't speak up for themselves. They can't um, make change as easily as we can. So I've really honed in on that. And within Arlington and Grand Prairie, which is a city right outside of Arlington, I um, run a summer camp for homeless and underprivileged children. And we take kids from um, Arlington and Grand Prairie and give them that summer camp experience. In addition to that, I try keeping up with those kids throughout the year. Um, we do coat drives. We do right now. We're doing a coat drive in um, blue jeans. Blue jeans are really—they're um, not always cheap, mm-hmm. and they're sometimes hard to come by. So, um, just staying involved with kids, making sure that I'm doing something to impact them and their future, and you know, just alleviate some of the stress that they go through on a daily basis. But um, I got involved. I don't even remember how I got involved with Camp Impact many years ago. Again, I won't say how many, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's um, first race been very supportive along the way. And that's been very helpful in maintaining my um, involvement in the community and with Camp Impact. And um, we're serving, gosh, I don't even know how many kids we've served at this point. 
Um, every summer we take about 200 kids. So um, we've been running since 96. Wow. You can do the quick math on that. I cannot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. It's a great experience. It's really great to be involved. It's great to work for a company that pushes you to be involved. Like one of our KPIs is that, um, you know, our employees are involved in the community or donating or doing something to give back. So mm-hmm. um, First Rate's been very instrumental in, in allowing me and helping me to pursue that passion of helping kids. Yeah, that's amazing. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that's a ton of kids that you're serving. It's a very specific community that, that yeah. does need a voice and does need support. Yeah. So that's awesome that you're able to do that. And, Thanks. you know, take the time off of work to do that. Have the support yeah. from work. I know that people have volunteered with Camp Impact mm-hmm. from First Rate mm-hmm. and uh, are encouraged to you know, uh, take the time off to do that and to be part of their community because we do have our volunteer time off. And so uh, First Rate really does want to impact uh, our three uh, stakeholders, which are our clients, community, and coworkers. And so uh, a lot of that we do through, um, you know, things like that. And not just here in Arlington, but everywhere uh, we are globally. Yeah, exactly. And so you've had a really exciting 2023. So you've gotten 40 under 40. You've become a mom. I I had a kid. Um, Yeah. So it's that that's kind of hard to top. But what are you looking most forward to for uh, for 2024 as we uh, wrap up the year here? Oh man, um, another prestigious award of some kind. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So I'm really looking forward to obviously raising my son. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a blessing to watch him grow so far, and time is uh, going by so quickly. As cliche as that sounds, so I'm really looking forward to what 2024 brings as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunity in the market. I'm really looking forward to growth and especially with what we're getting into ventures wise and um, with our team in, in India, how they're able to cultivate and create new products. I'm really looking forward to what we're able to produce and um, the clients that we're able to serve in 2024. Building relationships is really big for us and uh, we've got a lot of opportunity to do that next year. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a, mix of what I'm looking forward to. But um, I'd say the growth opportunities within our market and raising my son. That's, yeah. Those are big ones. Those are, those those are, are some, big ones. Those are some pretty big goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to in 2024? Oh, my. I've what got... award do you want? What's on your list? I don't know. I don't, yeah? I don't have any. There's always, you're always uh, looking for the next thing. Like, you're very clearly a go-getter, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like you're constantly, you know, trying to make a name for yourself with thought leadership and different things. So there's well, got to be something out there that's going to you know, come the, up. You know, the biggest thing, so uh, for me, now that uh, you've kind of flipped this around on me and I'm being interviewed. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Tell me. Is, what are your fears? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, as I started this podcast, I was our managing director of wealth. Uh, as it's progressed, I've now also taken on institutional business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, something that's really exciting to me is adding on this uh, additional role, having a full yeah. year uh, in 2024. Um, we're seeing a lot of growth in these markets. And so with wealth, as you mentioned, I'm serving our very large clients, very yeah. customized, uh, 10 billion AUM and above in kind of that private wealth uh, bank trust space, whereas institutional is very, very different. These yeah. are um, institutional organizations, endowments, foundations, pension yeah. plans. Just the needs of the market are very different um, and how we can still use the same services, the same products uh, to and customize those to fit their specific needs yeah. has been a really uh, interesting challenge this year. 
for me. And so in 2024, I'm really looking forward to implementing that and, yeah. and taking all those lessons learned and all the conversations I've had, all of the work we've been doing to really learn and understand the, the pain and the needs that this market has and really uh, implementing that in 2024. Yeah. Um, and, you know, continuing to uh, support our clients that way. Um, I've, you know, got a lot uh, on my plate for that. And so that's probably the yeah. biggest thing I can think of right now for 2024. For sure. No big family plans, unlike... Uh, no? <laughs> not no. yet, as many people are asking Wait me. Wait as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, that is uh, not planned for 2024. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, but... <laughs> no children uh, <laughs> in 2024. But, uh, but yeah, so it, it'll be a really exciting year, and I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, what first rate can do with all the things that you've mentioned yeah. stuff that uh, impacts my markets as well and mm -hmm. just really seeing uh where we can take this thing yeah but thank you rachel so much yeah, for your time and for joining for having me, me. Uh, learned quite a bit about you and your uh, whiskey preferences <laughs> yeah, but Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. And so uh, we hope to catch you next time here on uh, Whiskey and Wealth Tech. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm finishing this. Yeah, proud of you. <laughs> <laughs>